As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Here's some proper rivalries for you, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. It's Friday, 22nd of April. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Adi Russell. And I'm Vidushina Hantaraja. We sounded like a breakfast show, didn't you think? You sounded like a breakfast show. You too. I didn't. Well, no, no, breakfast show, you've got to be quite, I think you've got to be more upbeat than we were. Okay. And you've got, and you've got to say things like, oh, it's just gone past 10 o'clock. <laughs> and oh, it's Oh, it's coming up to the nine o'clock hour. You've, you've, yeah. done, you've done that before. Haven't I've you? done that. Haven't you lent out of a helicopter and like told people what the traffic's like in West London? <laughs> Is this sadly, how you met Chris Evans? Sadly, <laughs> I did not get to go on any, any helicopters. Oh, so that, so that abseiling story is a different one? Yeah, that's right. off Tottenham. But you did okay. the weather, didn't you? Travel, travel, travel. Yeah, but you have to be in a helicopter no, to do the travel. No, you just get CCTV. It's really quite creepy, actually. You get CCTV cameras from all over London. And I you thought... could just be like, oh, oh, what's going on there? That person's about to get a ticket. That was always one of the cooler jobs when I was growing <laughs> up. I thought, like, being in a helicopter um, and then just, like, having to look at cars. I was like, that's a dream. That, and do you remember in this morning when they do the weather, when the bloke would jump uh, from, like island to island yeah it, it was like a styrofoam uh, thing of great britain yes on the water and he'd like run, run along it and then jump over to ireland yeah i always wanted to do that he, he got wrestled on that once didn't he, by he an intruder. <laughs> yes yeah someone came on a yeah. little boat yeah and attacked him yeah <laughs> the weather does look really fun um i want to tell everybody about the next episode the final episode of back from the brink but uh, we also want you guys to tell us what other documentary episodes you'd like to hear in the future so perhaps this 
this weather thing could could be a goer. So write in, fish and brass. Uh, yeah, the final episode of Back from the Brink is now out over on Football Ramble Presents. Andy Brassel turns his attention to Europe with Nicky Bandini and Jonathan Johnson, amongst others, explaining how the continent's big sides have dealt with the Super League fallout. We also ask a year on from the debacle, what's all this for? You can catch that one now on Football Ramble Presents. Don't forget to subscribe, have a listen and get in touch with all of your plans for weather-based or perhaps garage music documentaries. Yeah. Football-focused generally, I should probably You had to get it request. in. You told us that you grew up... Oh, One of my mates had a garage garage where they play garage music. That was when I was actually an adult. Um, <laughs> <laughs> guys, Burnley beat Southampton 2-0. They this... were so solid, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> you got to give him that. That was good. Come on. This is the stuff I feel like of proper a proper Premier League season, right? Because you felt like you watch this Burnley game and you think, "Fuck it, they actually could stay up. They could stay up." Every single time there's a there's a new every single time there's a game, basically, you think something new is about to happen, both in the title race and in the relegation scrap and and in the race for top four. Brussels doesn't because he knows everything in advance. No, it's it's not it's not that. I think it's. Southampton are flatterers, really, in a situation like this. We talked about this before the game, didn't we? The possibility that Southampton could just roll over. Now, they didn't just roll over. They had their chances. And if Shea Adams had a pair of shooting boots, maybe we'd be talking about a a different story right now. But I do feel that taking from a win over Southampton, who do have that ability to be really good and also really terrible, unlike almost any other team in the Premier League, you can't read too much into that. Of course, Burnley, like they started well, and that's really what got them through the the, the the rest of the game. But they've got to be pretty relentless from here. And they're a team that's not won a, a lot of games. I know momentum is important, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But they had the chances to to kill that game, I thought, and then let Southampton get back into it, which would concern me a little bit. Yeah, Burnley should have been probably more than two up by half time. Um, fish and to start I mean just but guys sorry I feel like we're, we're not giving enough time to the, the incredible opener the beautiful Connor Roberts opener curling into the back of the net 12 minutes in that was very good yeah and it was it's the kind of goal that you can extrapolate into thinking why did we see that more under Daesh oh we banned them from shooting <laughs> you know there's this idea that like Daesh was this you know was the mayor of the town in Footloose, a film I haven't seen, but a reference that I've heard too many times before to use that I'm using now um, as someone who like just robbed them of any kind of joy and got them playing in, in this very specific way. But yeah, no, it was, it was a lovely goal. I mean, Oreo Romeo should have opened the scoring with that header first up. True. Um, and, and just on Andy's point about what, you know, a lot of the talk of Burnley survival requires them to go on a run of form that they haven't had in what, maybe four or five years now. Yeah, maybe. so this they've won their last two home Premier League games now, yeah. which is as many as they'd won in their previous 24 at Turf Moor, drawn 11, lost 11. But the idea of the, the, the idea of their survival is that they're going to be met more than halfway by Everton being Everton. Yes. Um, so I, I suppose, there, I mean, there, there is something, maybe because Burnley have been in this situation so often that you often attribute, like will attribute their experiences as being a strength of theirs in this, you know, in this circumstance. But... I mean, there is. I thought this was done when Everton beat Manchester United. To be honest, yeah, and, same. And, and same. part of me still thinks, you know, with Everton's game in hand, that I don't know. Obviously, you can't rely on them to win that particularly. But there's, you know, with the game at Liverpool on the weekend, which we'll go on to talk yes, to, it feels exactly. like there is, you know, a big block there. But but that, you know, that that atmosphere at Turf Moor yesterday, even the way that the Burnley players reacted to the sacking of Daesh, I always wonder with this in terms of. Wait, how do you mean about how they reacted? Do you mean they reacted positive? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, as in they reacted with a win, yeah. So yeah, we yeah. Say they Sorry, because they, well. they reacted initially with surprise and yeah, like, support course. and all that yeah. sort of stuff, yeah. Um, but it's the it's the kind of thing where I, I think, you know, players would have had their own conversations with Daesh privately, messaging him saying, you know, hope all's well, thanks for everything you've done for me, blah, blah, blah. But there's um, a real sense that when a manager is sacked at that point of the season and then they get relegated, that it will just be put on them and you forget the years where he kept them up and even got them into the division in the first place. But I suppose there will also be a lot of motivation in, you know, fighting against that, in that, like, 
we want to do this for ourselves. We want to do this for the club. You also kind of want to do it for him as well. So mm. it doesn't seem like there's any love lost between the players and the coach and the ex-coach rather. So I think that'll carry forward. Has Mike Jackson always been Mike Jackson, by the way? I mean, you have to be, don't you? Or if they, they don't call me, Mike, you can't call me Michael, especially after the Bashir stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, the only person I've heard called Michael Jackson, Mike Jackson before is the game. That's all I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, Yes, yeah. I like that. I didn't like the way, speaking of being a bit, um, I didn't like the way he kind of overtly went over and made his players all go and clap the fans at the end. I thought that was a bit, I'm the alpha here and I want you all to know it. Did you see that? Do you think it was a bit hate you or love it, the underdogs <laughs> on top? <laughs> I thought it was a bit... Um, Andy, Andy got that as well. <laughs> and I'm happy. 50 Cent as his assistant. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm happy you're happy. You know what I mean, though? He sort of was very like... 50 Cent would actually make a great assistant because he's got that kind of like hard dad look, hasn't he? I don't yeah. feel like you guys are think. taking Bernie seriously. I'm quite surprised Have you seen those uh, clips where um, uh, 50 Cent pretends to be someone's... Uh, so, you know, so uh, someone's new dad, essentially. Right. So their mum is like, has it has a chat with this kid. And it's like, oh, by the way, I've been seeing someone new. And 50 Cent walks in. <laughs> in, the, in the vest? Yeah, in the vest. In the vest, yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah sorry. If Sean Dyche was still here, I don't think you'd be treating Burnley with such a level of disrespect. Uh, it's someone I can absolutely imagine in a vest. Yeah, <laughs> that's true, in the snow. Yeah. Uh, look, I don't necessarily agree with you about this game in hand thing on Everton because, sorry, Everton having a game in hand because... They're worth less when you're down at the bottom. Yeah, of course. And also all yeah. the games they're playing against people like Liverpool, next games are Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester. Yeah, you see, it's, it's funny. Like I said yesterday... Okay, Watford, I, Brentford, Crystal Palace, Arsenal, last game of the season. I still think Everton will get away with it because Burnley won't get enough points. Yeah. So... Their average, I guess, around the average total to keep you up. I know this doesn't actually really mean anything because it's been such a wide range. But well, the average total, yeah. it has been 35 points. So that would leave them needing seven points from six games, which is absolutely achievable. Yeah, absolutely is achievable. I think if you look at Burnley over the season, mm. the performances have actually been better than the results. And you can't normally say that for teams at, at, at the bottom. I actually think they're a decent side. And they've definitely improved by bringing in uh, Cornet, Verkhorst, even though the returns have been variable mm. so so far, on paper, I believe on them to get. I, I believe in them to get past Everton. I'm just not 100 percent sure they're going to get that many results. I also think there are opportunities to do to get past Everton have come and gone. I think you know mm. you mentioned Corne there. There's you know a couple of missed chances. There's obviously that missed penalty against West Ham that yeah. came to bite them. That I know. You know, these are all ifs and buts, and and when those goals, if those goals go in, they change the complexion of the rest yeah. of the game and and whatever. But but they are like we're not talking about oh if they perform a bit better here, perform a bit better there. There are tangible chances which yeah. quite literally would have Burnley above Everton at this point in time. Yeah. Well, thanks for flattening my enthusiasm about the joy of the league, <laughs> you guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep believing if that's all right. Well, you can. I, I've, I'm, I mean, I thought this was all done and dusted. Um, I think because the fucking Manchester United mm. result made you think, "All oh, right, thanks, Everton." You've yeah, fun. well, it felt like that, didn't it? You felt I mean, <laughs> it kind of. It felt like the world were rounding against Lampard, and United gave. You know, Ever- Everton got that result, and suddenly it was all. It was all kind of over. And to be honest, after their equaliser in midweek, I thought, you know, Richardson's equaliser. I thought, oh, okay, there's something. There's something going on here. But Burnley responded with that win, so. You never know. Yeah. Chris Wilder being linked with the job, by the way. He says he's all in. He wants to manage in the Premier League, but with Borough. Um, Burnley could go out of the relegation zone before um, Everton play on Sunday, a game they definitely will not win. Will they, Andy Brassel? We'll come on to that in the second half. Um, first of all, we're going to talk about Arsenal, Manchester United, looking ahead to the weekend. Uh, there's another intense football egg in Manchester, as we <laughs> learned yesterday at the very end of the show. You know, we talk about the new manager bounce or the new head coach bounce head coach yeah when he's not yet arrived can that do something for you because it feels like United need a bouncing and then some yeah doesn't doesn't it it feels like a bone like they've it's been pretty torturous in terms of even just like the dialogue around Manchester United and this feels like a positive to throw in a couple of days after it's, it's, getting battered by Liverpool. It's funny you should say that. I don't know what you felt about this. I felt Im- almost immediately after they got battered mm. by Liverpool 
the Ten Hag announcement is coming. Yeah. Like super soon. Oh, 100%. It has yeah. to, it's the reverse of burying. Well, it, well, it is actually, it's like, it's like governments burying bad news, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, what's, so basically what we're looking forward to here is this Ten Hag announcement. Um, Manchester United finding a way to beat Arsenal. Monday, news of uh, how to renew your season ticket for next season. <laughs> That's generally how it works. Oh, isn't I thought it? I thought before that we'd get like um, news of a, a modest profit over the last year, uh, maybe a, a new oh like, a new part a, a new part new partner official jacuzzi sponsor yeah. something like that. Cristiano Ronaldo saying, you know, I want to I want to end my career at Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming. Everything's coming up Millhouse. That's a that's a lot to happen before Monday, and they've got a game in between now. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't don't stop believing, Michelle. <laughs> Um, look, he's not going to be back to Eric Ten Hag, this is, who was announced yesterday. He's not going to be back to with a lavish budget, apparently, but will receive what the club regard as, quote, adequate funds. That's a phrase that covers a lot of options, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I, I mean, I just wonder adequate, if it's... They're adequate. Uh, surely, surely it's the Newcastle United thing of we're only spending 60 million in this, this window. <laughs> you don't want to tell the world that you've got a war chest, do you? I mean, that is a good point. But can the problem, you, can, I mean, can you but imagine? Manchester, well, Manchester United spend over the odds on everybody anyway, so I don't really think this new bit of PR is going to do the job. Yeah, poss- possibly. I, I mean, for them, the sticking point is getting rid of the ballast. That's the problem. Um, this is the worst possible environment in which to do it. How much that hamstrings um, Ten Hag and the things that he wants to do, I, I think is, is, is the big question. I think, but the even bigger question as we were touching on yesterday, does he get to buy the players he wants and feels he needs or the players that Manchester United normally go for and get at those inflated prices that you were talking about? Option A, they've got something to work with. Option B, he's got no chance of succeeding. But doesn't the fact that they've appointed this guy, this kind of a guy... Doesn't that make it seem as though Not they really. might? Not I, I think, really. I think you can sub those names with Rangnick. You think, oh, right, they're interested in like a, a new philosophy, new ideas, changing what's gone before. They haven't given him the tools to do it. Until they've actually given Ten Hag the tools to do this thing, you know, a, it, it could be Picasso, but with a spoon, <laughs> basically. I would actually quite like to see that. Picasso with a spoon. I guess I mean, he's he dead, isn't he? Sort of, but... If he had some like modelling clay or whatever, <laughs> yeah. he could do sculpture, maybe. Yeah, you'd have to yeah. just do something slightly. The different. Picasso, the the Picasso reference is quite interesting because um, Picasso, a lot of Picasso's paintings, um, when you X-ray them, they have a, a previous sketch on the canvas that he's done that he hasn't liked that he's flipped around and then painted over. And it's become a thing. It's environmentally whereby, friendly, I like that. Well, it's, it's become a thing whereby um, a lot of his older work is hidden behind these other works of art that have gone on to, you know, uh, you know, b- make his name as it were. Um, and I feel like with United and Ten Hag, it might be very similar whereby whatever Ten Hag tries to do, you're still going to have the imprint of, of the yeah. shit behind it coming to the fore. Um, and that is, you know, you, you're spot on about that. You wonder how much autonomy he's going to have at the club. And I also wonder if. Is it know, about autonomy or is it about help? Well, I mean, okay, so to me, they're one of the same. Yeah, right, because okay. there's a lot of talk about all the, you know, we've we've talked about it to death here about how a lot of United's issues are from the top down. You need wholesale changes, this, that and the other. And it's never going to be one man. But every manager that's been floated as a potential re- replacement, whether it was, whether it, you know, Ten Hag now taking the job or Pochettino before, before him, it was the idea of giving them all this you know, all, all this control. I don't think any manager is, cap- of cap- is capable of assuming the level of control that you need at United. They need to bring in people at various different levels. They kind of had the right thing with Rangnick, but it doesn't feel like he would now take that job, even if the job, you know, it was, it was quite a flighty idea anyway, that he'd be this almost a bit part mentor to whoever was coming in. Mm. I don't even, I think he'll probably leave the club outright come the end of the summer. I agree with you, yeah. And then in which case, suddenly you have things to fill. Now, potentially you do do that through consulting with Ten Hag when he gets his feet under the desk at the end of June and say, who do you reckon you need to instill your values at the different levels of the club, not just above you, but below you in the academy as well. Mm. Um, but he's got a huge job on his hands. Even just thinking of what his primary role will be, the, the main players on the scene in Liverpool, Manchester City, to a lesser extent now Chelsea because of what's happened with Abramovich, 
they're in it. For, they're around for the long haul because they've got systems in place that dwarf United right now. And it's going to take, you know, no, no one has a divine right to success. United, just because of the success they had in the 90s, aren't suddenly going to be a main player because they've got, you know, their main front office in order. It's got to come from the top down and it's going to take a bit of time. And yeah, like, I don't necessarily think he's going to be an outright success, certainly not immediately. It's why head coach is a better term, really, because it emphasises risk of getting into kind of management speak, but it emphasises the fact that you need a proper hierarchy and you need everyone to know their jobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And to do them. Um, we're on Tenterhooks, speaking of which, about the result of the talks they've been holding with Steve McLaren. Bring him back, bring him back. Oh, it's not. It's not absurd, is it? Apparently, no, it's, it's not. He initially I, rejected. Know, sensible. He initially rejected Ten Hag's. He's a good coach. He's initially rejected Ten Hag's request, though. Grace, oh, uh, don't do that, Steve. Grace Robertson made a really good point on. Um, <clears throat> sorry, Grace Robertson made a really good point on Twitter the other day. I mean, she makes a very good point all the time. Um, but you know, there was a lot of shit given to uh, the fact that United were looking at McLaren, and she made the point that well, up until last year, Pep's assistant at Man City was Brian Kidd. Mm. Until he retired, so you know it, it's a it's a role that has a very different remit. You don't need a big name in there; you just need someone who's very good at what they do. And he's worked with McLaren before. It does, you know, it makes a bit of sense. And McLaren has had a lot of success as an assistant manager and as a manager. To be fair, I know like we shit on him a bit, but he's, he's you know he he knows what he's doing. He's not a clown. Doesn't matter though because he's got a... yeah the umbrella, didn't he? Yeah, Imagine having an umbrella in the rain. What a knobhead! <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, apparently it was Manchester United who rejected the initial request. What does that say? Do they probably want a name? Yeah, they probably want a name. They exposed wanted, themselves again. They probably wanted Ten Hag with Pochettino on the side. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Pochettino, <laughs> what do we think about all this? Yeah, supposedly, because the idea was that they had conversations. Woodward have, has had a few meetings with Pochettino, who's obviously been constantly linked with this job. Mm. Um, the first of which supposedly was in May 2018 in a Holiday Inn around the M25. Was it a Holiday Inn or a Holiday Inn Express? I think that's important detail. Ah, I'm not familiar with the uh, the, the dichotomy. Uh, was it like Alan Partridge? Was it equidistant from Manchester and Paris? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere near Folkestone. <laughs> Wayne Rooney also reportedly sounded out for a coaching role, but he would only leave for a number one position. Damn right, Wayne. Yep. It kind of makes sense, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Especially, we talked about him a lot this week, haven't we? Because of Derby, but I think he's definitely in the process of earning it. Um, yeah, so... Poor old Poch. We'll come on to him another time. Or perhaps he'd just gradually no, fade just, out just, into obscurity. Just, just listen to this week's On the Continent. And now available on Football Ramble Presents. Love there you me. go. Doing your job for Do you. Do your own plugs, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted. So I've got a lot of admin on this show, actually. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's coming know. up. It's coming up. So look, on the actual game front, Manchester United are three points behind Arsenal and have played a game more. But that's worth, how are that's they still in... reiterating. But how are they still worth... in the Champions League reckoning? The thing is, every time I watch them play, <laughs> you think they're miles off. Yeah, and then you look at the table and you think it's still possible. They're geniuses. They're hiding in plain sight. They are. It's yeah. It's I don't understand it. <laughs> I, I like it. Generally blows my mind because it tempers like how annoyed I should be because no other club has the luxury of being as bad as Manchester United are and yet still in with a shout of Champions League football. So actually, their system's perfect. They just buy their individuals and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. We're playing possum. Just be grateful. Just be grateful. That you yeah. have the most marketable individuals in the world playing for your club, Fish. We do. We do. And that's something we can all get behind, isn't I, it? I, I think, I, I, this is, I mean, this is, like Arsenal, you know, a couple of months ago looked a lot, lot further ahead in, in their life cycle than United. And over the, you know, the defeats, I know people have overreacted to them to a point. That, that win against Chelsea, I don't think, was quite instructive of where they are. I think, obviously, they played well, but Chelsea... Look pretty cooked to me on this after the week that they've had. Yeah. Um, so this would be interesting because I think even if both teams essentially are running on fumes, I feel like Arsenal have a bit more, you know, sp- a bit more of a spring in their step. I guess it's how do Arsenal react because they're expected to win this. They were not expected to win at Chelsea in the week. Mm. In fact, a lot of people didn't really expect them to be competitive at Chelsea in the week. And you know, as you said, maybe it would have been different if Chelsea had had a little bit more in the the, the tank. Even though that was that was excellent from Arsenal. I wouldn't normally say this, but I really want Arsenal to win this because I remember the night of the first game. Yeah, what? He's just trying to piss us off. I didn't call him a wanker. I just, I was... Doing the wanker sign. No, no, I was like... (laughs) 
No, I was doing the wank. For the listeners, yeah. he's doing the wank sign. doing the wank sign. I've never, I don't know what it's, else. It's the, not a very does good the wank sign mean something else that I don't know in it's, popular culture? It's, it's, it's not a very good version of the wank sign. No. no, it wasn't a wank. I was like, oh, you, I'll get you, that kind of thing. Oh, oh you're being right. like. Okay. Uh, any, anyway, I remember for the. It was the wank for sign. The, okay. For, for, for the first game. You know when they have those split kickoffs when one of the games kicks off at seven thirty and the other kicks off at eight fifteen? The Arsenal United game at Old Trafford was the eight fifteen one. This was in a midweek back in December. This and is I, the three two win. Yeah, yeah, and I'd I'd been to see Spurs versus Brentford. For Manchester United, sorry. So it worked out quite well. You could finish watching the Spurs Brentford game and then yeah. retire to a hostelry to watch the second half of the, <laughs> the Manchester United Arsenal game. And because it was full of Spurs fans Yes. Of a certain age, I would say. They were mostly older than me, actually. I know, hard to believe. Uh, but like, basically, when Ronaldo scored his goal, and obviously the winning goal, and went to the corner and did the thing, all these 40-year-olds went, Sue! No, 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 no. Like, I mean... Tottenham you know, fans. Yeah. No, guys, and come so on. We can talk I'm, about this. Don't like, do it. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's I, I wasn't. Big, I wasn't into that. It's a big thing in the adult world. I think it's replaced the cha-cha slide. <laughs> <laughs> Things that people over forty think is cool. Yeah. Oh man, look at what you've done. I haven't done that. I didn't tell him to do it. You're just you're you you're a you collective, I guess, as part of the every time United every time uh, every time United mess up, which has been quite a lot. My brother sends me a voice note saying Sue. <laughs> 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 so yeah, it's uh, it's certainly lost its um, its love for me. Not that it had much. That's a real sibling insight there. I like <laughs> it a lot. Um, let's get let's let's think about what we've done for a moment and then take a quick break. In the second half, we're going to be dipping into the championship and also thinking about those groundsmen in Chelsea. Back in a sec. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to (laughs) pretend that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. I've got a little one. Um, it was just banter. And I said, I know that, Sean. <laughs> oh, welcome back to the <laughs> Ramble Baby Show. 
sponsored by Betway. It's Friday. We're in a we're in a fun mood. I hope you guys are too. Time for some emails. Showfootballramble.com. 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 It's art. We've got one here from Dylan. I was waiting for another one. Was anyone else waiting for another one there? Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's never enough. Um, Dylan has mercifully uh, interjected. After listening to today's chat about Mark McGee, it reminded me of my favourite McGee moment. Okay, As an Aberdeen fan, I'm not the fondest of Mark McGee. Losing embarrassingly in Europe, getting beat by part-timers in the cup and getting beaten 9-0 by Celtic all leave scars... The best of Mark McGee for Aberdeen fans came years later in 2017 when he was Motherwell manager. <laughs> On a midweek fixture that had to be rescheduled due to floodlight failure, Aberdeen were 7-2 winners over Motherwell. The highlight of the game being McGee's sending off in the second half. McGee had to be escorted into the stands by the police as he went up the stairs, told fans really having the moment to get that the fuck. <laughs> nice. It's like he's with us in the room, fast. It's something about the accent. Malcolm Tucker, Jamie, Mark McGee. Swearing's just better. Yeah, it really is. Just better. Um, before we move on, let's uh, check in to see how Fort William are getting on. Because uh, I know we talk about them a fair bit. Does this count as bullying? No, this is support. No, but we're constantly bringing up their, you know, their defeats. Well, no, okay, their so elves. no, there hasn't been a defeat yet. Um the update is this is the first season that they could actually get relegated from the Highland League, which is a worry. Uh, their bottom place finish was confirmed, sort of semi-unsurprisingly, um, but they're playing the first leg of their relegation playoff this Saturday against Banks OD. Um, Fort William have been in the Highland League since 1985. So this is not bullying, this is support, Fish. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Not, not if you're a Banks OD fan listening That's to this. That's true, but they haven't earned their... Stripes with the ramble, have they really? Banks are D. They're only no, that's true. They're only coming into this latterly. Uh, get At the t- match, <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Get in touch. Hope it goes all right. Shout footballramble.com. Tweet us at footballramble. All right. Uh, London, another. Lo- yeah, well, there's two London derbies actually this weekend, but we're not going to. I thought you were terming Arsenal Manchester United as a London derby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. It is. It yeah. really is. Um, we're going to talk quickly about uh, Chelsea versus West Ham. Chelsea versus. You won. Uh, can Chelsea's groundsman. Brass turn their form around? Well, that's the question. Has Vish had any correspondence from. The Chelsea groundsman going, do you know anyone with a roller? Yeah. With Ooh, your cricket connections? Yes. Yeah, that's a good shout, actually. Yeah, yeah a roller's good smooth that out. Andres Christensen said Chelsea held an inquest after conceding four against Arsenal, though didn't mention if the aforementioned groundsmen were involved in this, given that they are the real villains here. Vish, Antonio Rudiger was missing in midweek and he's set to be absent yet again. West Ham are going to win, aren't they? Probably. Yeah, I mean, West Ham do uh, do look pretty cooked, don't they? Or certainly saving themselves for um, midweek ventures into Europe, which is how it should be. Um, I'm actually quite jealous. This is the point of the season where you get a bit jealous of people yeah, who have something course. to play for, don't you? Yeah, of course. Um, especially when it's silverware. Uh, the thing about, you know, you mentioned the Rudiger absence. It's incredible what effect he has when he's, or, or rather, you know, his absence has. When you think about, like, how he played in that second leg during against Real Madrid where he was carrying the ball forward and kind of conducting them from quite deep. Mm. He did that a bit during the FA Cup semi-final as well and they looked totally at sea against Arsenal. I mean, it might be because, you know, of the camber <laughs> that apparently Stamford Bridge is now. Yes. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can see kind of Chelsea kind of forcing their way, well, forcing a result out of this. Not okay. just because they don't have as much to play for as, as West Ham in terms of league position, but, you know, West Ham got Frankfurt on... It's coming Thursday. It Focus feels your like mind. Wanna, it, is, it is funny, actually. You, know, you can't overlook this. Chelsea have had some really quite crappy home form yeah. over, over the, the, the the last little while. I think if you go back over the last, like, what, eight home games or something like that, the, the ones that they've won have been with last-minute goals against, well, last-minute pen against Leeds, and that last-minute Havertz goal, which was you know, almost Bergkamp-esque really, wasn't it, against Newcastle? It was a bolt from the blue and not really typical of of the game. I mean, presumably that is the big difference. Like, like the Havertz is going to start 
not Lukaku. That has that has got to be the big difference. And and they've started to lean on him. I think that there are increasingly less people who feel that Havertz is not their centre forward of the future now. You know, he's he's able to do so much. But I, I think the defensive shape. I mean, like they conceded four at home against Brentford when Rudiger was there. So you know they've 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 got issues at, at the back. I think the midfield is a, a massive part of that as well. But it makes you sort of project forward. Obviously, we don't really know what's going on with Chelsea, but I think and what they'll be able to do this summer. But I think if you look at it, okay, losing Christensen is one thing. Losing Rudiger, it's going to be super hard to replace. Yeah, really, really hard to replace. Especially even if we look at the off-field stuff, he f- he seems like the glue in that dressing room. Yeah. he um he's he's someone who seems to have I don't know like in a, in a that dress- is interesting, isn't it? Because yeah, Lampard seemed to like publicly characterise him as not just not a good player, but a bit of a terrible bloke as well. Yeah, I, I think it's really interesting when you see a lot of their behind-the-scenes stuff, or if, if you listen to. You know, when the younger players do various different different bits with influences or this, that and the other, Rudiger is a, is a constant that comes up throughout as someone who just looks after everyone. Yeah, like in that Club World Cup photo where they were having it taken, you know, where they were all in the dressing room? Yeah. And he went up, I think it was behind Kai Havertz, just as the photo was about to be taken and slapped him on his bare back <laughs> really hard. <laughs> so everyone else is smiling and he's going, oh! <laughs> that was excellent. I mean, that's just good banter, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. On the behind the scenes stuff, um, Martin Broughton's bid is now featuring uh, star appearances potentially from Lewis Hamilton and Serena Williams as part of this this kind of American-style way of investing in sports clubs, football clubs, all that sort of stuff. I mean, he's, I don't... He's the really, dude I don't, who was involved in Liverpool as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like with, with Lewis and Serena, I don't really care about Chelsea, to be honest. I'm pretty ambivalent about them, but yeah. I find that extremely exciting. Yeah. But there's, no, but there's no... I mean, this is a thing, and, and like, I know we're saying that we're exciting because of, you know, their, their personalities, but... You think I mean, they could have influence, basically, don't you? Well, no, they're not going to have influence. The reason they're doing this is because, you know, it's like a guest appearance from so-and-so and other celebrities. It feels yeah. like it's the kind of thing that... Isn't it it's just, just there it, for, to, get, to get fans on side. So I mean that Brass and I feel, like, hyped up about it because you feel as though it means something. But in actual fact, I think it's just an investment vehicle for high net worth individuals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Like, it's like Usher earning owning 3% of the Cavs or whatever, isn't it? And yeah. LeBron yeah. at Liverpool as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, he, but I suppose the difference there is that LeBron is, he's kind of into Liverpool. He wears a shirt occasionally. No, 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 but, but he's kind of, you know, he watches their games. Of course he's into them. He got given the shares as a gift and they're now worth six times what they were when he received them. <laughs> That's a fair point, yeah, yeah. Now, Jimmy Butler, I'll be all over that. Besties with Paul Pogba. I want to be. I want he to met, be he met Beckham group. the other week, didn't he? In, um, Miami. in Miami, yeah. yeah. They met a few times, actually. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, before we move on, loosely connected to this game, uh, former West Ham manager Alan Pardew. You will not let this lie, will you? <laughs> Pardew Chronicles. Come on, guys. This is what people yeah, listen yeah. for. Yeah, go on, go on. Uh, yesterday, CSK Sofia progressed to the final of the Bulgarian Cup in just. The second game under his masterful leadership. What a tremendous achievement. What an achievement. Tell us the details. Well, he's done really well because he's got a he's in charge of the team, yeah, and they're in the final. So that's the that's the detail. Right, now give us a little bit more detail. The the sub detail is that um, they'd actually won the first leg of the cup semi final against Slavia Sofia 2 0. When he was manager. When he was not manager. Right, okay. (laughs) And what happened in the second leg? The second leg under Pardew, they lost 2-0. They lost they lost 2-0 at home. Okay. But they did win the penalty shootout. So that's very much like a manager having an impact, isn't it? Do, do we have any news on dancing? I, d- I haven't seen a clip of it. Is but it a manager bounce with Pardew or is it a manager twerk? <laughs> <laughs> I don't... All of this was illustrated, obviously, with a still of him doing the dance, but unfortunately it was not. It didn't... I don't think it's been... Uh, dropped into that stadium yet right. but I'm sure it's soon to come when they win the final or lose the final uh, Merseyside Derby also this weekend Sunday 4.30 kickoff. Liverpool host Everton I mean Brass I mean this would be the shock of all Derby <laughs> shocks if Everton got anything out of it in fact if Everton didn't get absolutely, absolutely battered. battered given how good Liverpool look and like 
you know, it's, it's really hard not to believe in Manchester City, I think, for anyone who watches them on a regular basis. However, it's, it's weird that they came out of the game against Liverpool still one point ahead. They've stayed on top since. And yet the momentum behind Liverpool is so irresistible that you almost feel as if the team in second place who's got to get better results than this relentless winning machine with probably the best players in the division. You feel that Liverpool are the favourites? Well, I feel that Liverpool are the favourites. It's a bit like Mario Kart where if you're first, you know, you've earned that position, but everyone behind you feels that little bit quicker. Mm. And second place. No, is... I never feel like that. Mario Kart. I think it's like yeah, Mario. Person... Oh, Mario Kart. No, it's a big thing. Yeah, if you're second in Mario Kart, you're flying. Your acceleration is that little bit. I greater, see. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever been second in Mario Kart. Wait. But then you've never won because it's the it's the best place to win. <laughs> from. But, but, but you was... watch you watch Liverpool and you think they can catch anyone. But that's the thing in lost, long distance running as well, like sitting on the yeah, shoulder the, of the other. Yeah, but that's different because of, because of the uh, is it drafting? What is it called? Um, yeah, drafting. Well, that's yeah. more in cycling. But yeah, yeah. No, but it happens in running as yeah, well. Of course. Yeah. Um, but the. You know, you mentioned ahead of the United Liverpool game about the the satisfaction you can gain from jolting the title uh, charge of a rival, um, and I countered that by saying, "Well, actually, no. It's if you're pushing for something yourself, then maybe that win in itself fuels whatever you're doing. Then it, there's that greater satisfaction there, and I think that's exactly what we have with this game, whereby Everton's motivation to not just stop Liverpool winning the title." But also take themselves to safety gives their you know it creates this a bit more feeling around this fixture anyway. But that implies that they have the capacity to do anything exactly. about. Exactly. Oh, no, sure, exactly. sure, exactly. Sure. And it, but, Which... but, but but the people who are gonna, you know people who are going to be walking into that into that ground in blue shirts are not going to be thinking that, are they? They're going to be thinking, fucking hell, we we need to do this. I reckon the atmosphere is going to be something incredible. I'm, I'm sure it will. But I don't know. I, don't, I, also, I, also I think, think Everton well, fans are pretty flattened by this season. Maybe, but this is the yeah, but like the, the, this is the game of games really for them. And then the other thing I will say is, while everyone was rightly praising Thiago for his, you know, his waltz essentially on Tuesday night, he's not going to going to get that kind of space and time in this. No, in, this in fact, they probably shouldn't start him. Yeah. In, in, in this game, I, I would. I would, Al- Al- I would say Alan and Fabian, Fabian Delph are sharpening their studs right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm not going to not going to leave his side. Basically, if, if if Everton get any kind of a result out of this game, I will. I don't know. Well, eat something got- really disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for you, that's a carb, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> where is I love carb loading? Wear a silly wear a silly hat. Do something stupid. That's that's not a. Yeah, that doesn't make, make any ch- difference. That's just an average day in the office. Uh, Jürgen Klopp visited. Maybe he'll be waltzing into the Liverpool uh, pub named after him, Jürgen's Beer House, after winning this one. He went in yesterday, showing up on the team bus for some reason. Hopefully they were sticking to orange juice. In the championship, there are some huge games this weekend, even despite Fulham, of course, have already gone up, as we saw the, the joyous scenes from Marcus, not quite on the pitch at Craven Cottage, because that would be disrespectful. Um, and Derby obviously went down. Uh, Barnsley could be relegated by tonight if they draw or lose to Huddersfield. That would mean one less relegation rival for Reading. Um Former Reading coach and Crazy Gang member Wally Downs had some choice words for Neil Warnock this week after his recent retirement. They famously clashed at Reading in 2006 and Downs said, I wasn't proud of myself because I should have clumped him harder. (laughs) 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 He was a divisive character. I didn't like him. Clumped is great. It's such an onomatopoeic word, isn't it? It it, it is. Also, the other other thing about this is normally after someone retires, it's just... (laughs) unbroken platitudes about how great oh, they were. Great guy, yeah. I mean, it's, it's wonderful that Wally Downs has just turned around and going, yeah, he's a twat. <laughs> <laughs> will, you, will you miss him? Him? No. <laughs> Should have hit him harder. <laughs> uh, Bournemouth are going up against uh, Fulham, who, as we say, already promoted. That's on Saturday afternoon. Scott Parker heading home. They need, Bournemouth need three wins in their last five to guarantee an automatic spot. And Nottingham Forest have a chance to cement their place in the championship playoffs as they go to third bottom Peterborough. The more intriguing news possibly is that Nicolas Cage wants to play Steve Cooper in a film. That's the forest manager who's doing really, really well. I'm not sure what the film... Well, anyway, we'll see if it's made into a film and we'll see if this has any kind of basis to it at all. His actual answer was... uh, (laughs) I don't know anything about Mr Cooper, but I mean, I'm open to anything if it's a good script. (laughs) 
Oh God! Why? Why are they getting Nicholas Cage in to do this stuff? And then why are they asking him this? It makes him sound quite desperate, doesn't it? He doesn't look that much like him. I no. don't think that matters. Does no, it? it's 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 not going to be it's not going to be better than I believe in miracles anyway, is it? So yeah, I suppose you know. I, I yeah. We look forward to that one. Would you watch it? Yeah. Maybe it's a film about Swansea. Maybe it's nothing to do with Nottingham Forest. Do you think if there'll be a scene where he plays Brentford and loses? He'll be like, bees, not the bees. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> <laughs> so you're thinking more of a, a cameo than an actual core role. Yes. Okay, it's time for Betways Forward to score. Entry is free each week. Pick the first goal scorer in Betways Four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. Game one is Brighton against Southampton. Sunday, two o'clock kickoff. This is Andy Brussel. Spent a long time thinking this one through. Andy, what have you come up with? No, I spent a long time typing it because I'm not a particularly talented typist. I would never back against Breach's boys. Leandro Trossard is going to score the first goal. Oof, burn. She's not here. Little suck up. Yeah. <laughs> um... Are you convincing yourself there? No, I was asking. She's not here. Is she? <laughs> Game two, it's Burnley against Wolves. They can get themselves out those relegation places for the first time since October, Burnley. Sunday, two o'clock kickoff as well. Fisher, what are you picking? I'm on the I'm on the Burnley train. I'm picking Jay Rodriguez to score first. Oh, finally you're on the Burnley train. Good man. Game three, Chelsea against West Ham. Sunday at two o'clock as well. Luke has picked this. Mason Mount. It's pretty good. He's been playing quite well. I mean, it does what it's... Good contribution, Luke. Does what it says on the tin. Yeah, does. Seems like he really took our uh, rinsing to heart after that 53-seconder the other day. Uh, game four, Liverpool up against Everton Sunday, 4.30 kickoff. I really go backwards and forwards about all of my picks on this after some early successes or some recent success this season. Apparently Sadio Mane is the current player who's scored the most goals in Merseyside derbies but I'm going to go with Trent and I may regret it so Leandro Trossard is the pick in game one from Andy Brassel game two Bernie up against Wolves Fish has gone for Jay Rodriguez game three Chelsea versus West Ham Luke has picked Mason Mount and I have gone for Trent Alexander-Arnold in the Merseyside derby on Sunday at 4.30. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. You can play for free at betway.com forward slash forward to score. Further T's and C's apply. 18 plus and please do gamble responsibly. For more information on all of that, head to begambleaware.org. Okay, it's time for this. It's the algorithm. What do you want me to do? This is why I'm fucked. <laughs> yes. You know, someone came up to me in the pub the other the other day and said, this is why I'm fucked. That's Are you cute. joking? No, no, no. That is, that is amazing. It's good, right? Welcome, ladies and gents, to the game of Mace today. Uh, the champion, unsurprisingly, is Andy Brassel. I'm not going to ask you how you feel, Vish, because you look like you're about to die of nerves. So... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's because he thinks Jules is behind his chair. <laughs> yeah, you still don't answer that, by the way. And she is. And she doesn't even have to crouch. Um, how, how are you feeling having to do two things at once now? <laughs> I think the main. You're meant to be psyching me out, not her. Yeah, that's the main true. issue yeah. is managing the two of you. So, frankly, it's the same. I'm from the Atletico school of just getting the referee's head. It's the same <laughs> fucking bullshit that I have to put up with every single day. Um, right, you're going to go first, Fisho, because you're shit at this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the first player uh, who is not currently playing but may have a significant influence in the life of a current player um, and the current player's moves that we've been discussing this week. It's four teams you got to get. Alfinger Harland. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Don't worry. Some of them oh. aren't... Just completely in Brussels' wheelhouse. He's not written anything down, though, listen. Yeah, because he doesn't... Oh, he does have paper. He does, yeah. Oh. Uh, um, yeah, I'll do... Two. I can. I think I can do two. <laughs> you were going to say, I think I'll do all four. <laughs> Line him up. I'm, I'm going to have to do three, because he can definitely do two. Nice. Uh, do you want to come back in? Um... These Brussels at Brussels are uh... yeah. Actually, no, you do three. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right then. 
Go for it. For tension, Leeds, Manchester City. Very nice. And the guess is Mulder. Oh. Well, well, well. Well, well, Could I have a punt? Could I have a punt? You do. Yep. The other two are Nottingham Forest. Oh, what? I was a bit... Yeah, I thought you had that one. I assume that was your third. And then Brian FK? Yeah, I should have gone for that, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Visho, enjoy it. You're 1-0 up. I was going to go for Oslo. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy it. Okay, Bressel, what do you think... What do you make of the six teams of James McFadden? Huh. One of the best Westlife. It's extraordinary <sighs> to have had a career like that and then also being a hit boy band. Yeah. Um, he's writing. He's written down. Oh, no, I shouldn't give that away, should I? That's unfair. Well, it's unfair going against brass, so maybe I should. I'm going to go two. Interesting. Based on what I can see. Can you do more than that? Oh, James McFadden. I fucking love James McFadden. Why is this so hard? Um, and he loves you too. Can I do three? Please. How about you, Russ? No, you, you do three. Oh, is, is he trying to... Ooh. I don't know if you want him to condescend to you. Go for it. Kilmarnock? Is it Falkirk? No. <laughs> <laughs> I had Kilmarnock Congra- down as well. Congratulations in getting two know, answers yeah. in the same player. Oh, <laughs> guys. Um, the listeners love a trier. Uh, Motherwell is where he started. Oh, fuck. I did know that. I was there when he played. Oh, no. Shaped. Everton, Birmingham City, back to Everton. Sunderland, Motherwell again. St. Johnston, and again, Motherwell. Queen of the South. Hmm. Oh, that's annoying. Okay. That is annoying. That is annoying. The listeners are annoyed. Speller will be very disappointed. Why did I think Kilmarnock? Was I thinking of Chris Boyd? Maybe. Anyway, we move. Don't worry about it. It's 1 1. And I think I can speak for everyone when I say that's more equal than I was expecting at this point. <laughs> We're coming up for a five team man. And it goes across to Vish now. Vish, how many teams would you like to bid for Aaron Ramsdale? How how many? Five. Five. Five it is. Got a couple of loan deals in there. And a return. Uh, I'm going to do three. Four. I've got to say it again. The listeners love a trier. I'll do five. Oh, you stupid twat. I can count. <laughs> oh, no, I can count, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, sh- don't call Vish a twat. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Five for five teams to yeah. go ahead to go one up again. I believe in you, kind of. Sheffield United, Bournemouth, in order. Nice. Arsenal, AFC Wimbledon. Very good. Mm. This is the one I'm gonna fuck up. It's relevant at the moment. I feel. Or maybe that's just in my head because I read an article about them this week. <laughs> Nineteen appearances on loan. Is is this the point we're at now? Clues. I mean, it's not really. I'm just giving on, some man. colour for the listeners. Come on, Vish. Just say. I team. should have guessed four, shouldn't I? Probably, I yeah. Just... Although it sounds as though. Um. Oh yeah, you. Oh, that would have been in the slot. You would have been right in the sweet spot. Come on, just give us a some sort of football club. How long does he want? Come, so, yeah, come no, this on. is a bit annoying, actually. Some people have things to do. <laughs> oh, uh, Reading. <laughs> Reading's just in your head because we've just been talking about them, presumably. Yeah. Chesterfield. Huh. Nah, I wouldn't have got that. Good little cup size. I'm all right with that. I said my four. Reading a nice story about them in the FA Cup. I recommend it. All right, so you're 2-1 down. Vish, brass to pick next. We've got a seven-team man. Oh, See how you get on with the seven teams of Aidan McGeady. Hmm. Interesting. I like how you've, I like the sound you've gone for there. Interesting. That doesn't actually say a lot to me, that sound. Right. It says, I'm here. I'm thinking. You know what? I'm just, I'm just going to start with a little three, I think. 
Four. Strong. Ooh. Do you want to come back in? No, I'm going to let him have it. He's going to let you have it. Use that. Use that. Go for it. Celtic. Sunderland. Everton. <laughs> Said with confidence. <laughs> Wigan. Nah, I've done Sean Maloney, haven't I? Andy Brassel wins. Oh. You know, like with some of the uh, email jingles, we need to just cut. <laughs> Can I just say? Yes. That's, I think that's the second week in a row. It's been that cut you've short. Cut off. Oh, I didn't do it last time. It was someone else. Someone, you've, def- you've definitely done it before. It's not conspiracy. I'm complaining to the production team. All right. Would I have got an extra point Tell for Dad. pointing out that when he played for Spartak Moscow, he had not oh, one, but two personal chefs? Shitting hell. Yes, you would have got an extra point for that. Shitting in fact, hell. In fact, you can have an extra point for that. So I know this might mess, up the, might mess up the stats, no, but you, you are on uh, 4-1 <laughs> before we go into the... Do you want to play the final, final Blake? Well, who was the rest of the players? Oh, sorry, but, but do you want to play the final bloke? I'm going to give you the rest of the club. Yeah, yeah okay, cool. Well. All right, so Aidan McKeady, seven clubs are as follows. Celtic, Spartak, Moscow, Everton, Sheffield Wednesday, Preston North End, Sunderland and Charlton Athletic. For some reason, I thought you'd get him. I Get him at Charlton Athletic, I guess because it was so recent. No. Oh, no I was going to think because Gary yeah. O'Connor was at Locomotive Moscow and he was, he then went to Spartak. Yep, he was <laughs> not the guy we chose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Spartak was a big thing when he went from uh, Celtic. Shit. For pride. And you, don't, you don't get points for stereotyping Scotsman on it, you know. I know, yeah. yeah. For pride. Least of all Gary O'Connor, anyway. <laughs> After Andy Brussel has won. Um, all right, for pride, Visho. Five, five teams. Lukas Fabianski. Ooh, flappy. Uh... Fun fact. The L is actually pronounced as a W because of the Yeah, nice, yeah. but you can't go around saying that on on popular footballing podcasts or indeed on the television, as I got slated relentlessly for once doing it when I was an eager young idiot. Is that why you don't do TV anymore? No, it's because I'm so old now. <laughs> <laughs> it's because the Botox bills aren't paying themselves anymore. All right. Soon to be on Heart Radio, Kate Mason. <laughs> Um, Actually, if you're listening, anyone, any execs at heart, I would be very interested. Carry you're on. classic, aren't you? <laughs> what you got? And now I'm involved. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm start... One of my favourite Tchaikovsky sonnets. Sonnets? Fucking hell. Don't worry so about you've that. Already, you've already lost that gig. I've lost that gig. That is uh, I'm going to start with... Just do all five. Fuck it, mate. Just do it. Or don't. Ooh, Fappy. Fappy. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas Fabianski. Uh, I'll start with three. All right, fair enough. But I, I suppose think... that means I've got to go four, right? And I think four was the slot, was it not? Well, maybe. It was previously, yeah. Uh... I think it was here as well, specifically. You're right. Do you want to try five? For pride. I mean, you've got nothing else. Although, actually, Brass could cook it up. E- no, no, go. I'm good at it. Do you right, five? Okay. We'll do four. Uh, West Ham. Arsenal, Swansea, I'm going to go for one of two, it's going to be, I'm going to go for Legia Warsaw. Good man. Ooh. Nicely done. The last one you didn't have was Lech Poznan. He played Ah. difficult because he only played one cup game. (laughs) Uh, Because he was facing the wrong way. So fair enough. So Andy Brassel, in an historic moment, manages to win Luke's game 5-1 because of his extra point for the the Spartak Moscow chat. (laughs) Um, Do I get to keep the thing that makes the pinging noise? Yeah, right. You just keep it at home. Yeah, that'd be nice. You can just play it to yourself. You can have it as your re- you can have it as your text tone. Yeah. Great well, I, I thought I could actually like. Why don't you just wake up to Andy Brassel win? <laughs> have it as your alarm. Why do you, would, why, I, why do you I think he doesn't? Yes, <laughs> I need the correct answer thing for like if I make a point to my children, I can go bing, bing. afterwards, and if they make a counterpoint, I can go. Eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be good. I wish he was my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, guys, it's time to get out there. I, for the purists, that was, strictly speaking, a 4-1 win. Indeed, only the purists are still with us. So, 
Hi guys, thanks for sticking with the football ramble. Now Lo- they've left. Lovely, to, <laughs> lovely to have you along for the ride. And thanks for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Beltway. Dearie me, has it? Ca- <laughs> That's a joke, isn't it? Has it come to this? That's a song of some kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate you all. Um, <laughs> Conversation we had off, off air, isn't it? Yeah, fine. Original private material. <laughs> shut up. Yes, shut up. Put that in. Put that in. Oh, God. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 